episode 215 skills competition tonight hope everybody enjoys would love to get your feedback on uh what you see if you watch it and the all-star game please uh at after the whistle we'd love to know your thoughts um we are going to do our saber grades but there is a topic of conversation that came up just a couple days ago on january 31st it was tweeted out and it was from someone by the name of Mark Burns. Never heard of him, but uh, he writes about sports and sports business for morning cons- consultants or something, University of Michigan. Anyway, you can check him out on Twitter. But he sent out an interesting tweet. And I'm curious to get your thoughts on this, Riv. NHL US TV national viewership is down 22% this season per findings from Austin Carp. Okay. Uh, you can go and look him up. It's all connected to this tweet at Austin Carp. Um, NHL regular games to date have averaged 373,000 viewers on ESPN and TNT. Second season of the league, seven year packed with Disney and Turner. NHL averaged 478,000 viewers at this point last season. Hmm. That is, a, that's, you know, this is quick, some quick OHL math, but that's 105,000 less viewers so what are you asking what's the issue what's the problem do you have a theory on why i mean i I just i don't want to just continue talking so i thought i would you know pass it over to you i can i didn't know if you had a a point that you were making of course well no i was just asking if that's well, interesting I, I, to you I would, because I thought we were thought the game was growing. I thought we were trying to go the other way. Um, I think the game does continue to grow. I think it has continued to grow. Um, are there some attendance issues right now this year? Um, no, could be att- attendance. I don't know. I, I can look that up. This is TV viewer, TV viewer, viewer. That, that that's what I meant. Um. You know, I I guess the only question I have that we would be able to discuss is, is the product that we are watching right now currently in in 2023, is it it as exciting as what it was 10 years ago? Greatest product, top to bottom, skill-wise, we've ever seen. Is it the, I didn't ask that. Is it the most exciting? No, it's not. Not even close. And and why why is that? What's what sells in the game of hockey? Physicality and goals and personality. They may not want to like it, but fighting. Oh, oh, well, body I, checks, I, I kind of jump body that checks, into. scrums. Yeah. You know, like the these things for. Most fans, they are there to be entertained. The players that are on the ice are entertainers. They're not just hockey players. They are entertainers. We do not have the same entertainment than what we had years ago, because now all of the entertainment, everything is all based on skill and skating, which I think is fantastic. It's never been better. There's four lines now of of players that can play the same way each and every night. Like every team almost has the same type of players throughout four lines and 
throughout uh, the sixth defense. That doesn't necessarily make it more exciting for, for the people that are paying the tickets that are watching the games at home. I think they've You're lost a casual there. hockey fan. You've, I think they've you've lost they, it. Yes. They've lost the casual hockey fan. The, the, the 373 that tune in, you know, whatever. I mean, maybe it could have something to do with just as, as simple as the selection of the games that they put on, you know, like, you know, no, no offense, but why does somebody in Dallas care about, you know, Buffalo, Carolina? They don't, you know what I mean? Every Buffalo yeah. is a massive viewership, but you know, one of the Car- best Carolina. I don't, I, I haven't looked at TV ratings, but I mean, I don't know. They're a good team, but I don't know. That they're, I don't know that their fan base is massive yeah. to the masses where people have to tune into a nationally televised game. You know what I mean? So, yep. you know, we already know the Pittsburghs. We knew the Chicago's back in the day. We know Buffalo's always there. Well, that's the thing is, is, is Pittsburgh still selling? Are they still selling the big game? Are the Washington Capitals and Alex Ovechkin still selling the big game? Well, isn't this why you need to put Connor Bedard in the U.S.? Because you got Austin Matthews and uh, uh, Connor McDavid. If you want and to sell Leon Draisaitl in Canada, they're all they're the three of your biggest stars in the league are in Canada. And they they very rarely do they televise U.S. or Canadian teams down here. We saw a uh, a Canadian team on national television. The Leafs were on national television this year and maybe last year. And we were blown away by it. We were like, "This is amazing!" Yeah, and well, listen, we don't Ma- see Montreal it. stinks, and so does Ottawa, and Vancouver stinks too. And they're still going to get massive viewership, massive, because it's a Canadian city. It doesn't matter. People, that's their game. There's no football, basketball, baseball. Yes, yes, there is. In Canada on Saturday night, Hockey Night in Canada is on in every household for the past, just just for background noise. Yes. Even, I mean, guys are playing poker. People are playing poker. You know, everyone's hanging out. Putting on the game. They're putting the game on. So it doesn't matter. You're having a party at your house. Every bar, every restaurant, a hockey game is on. Yes. It's so what I'm trying to say is um it's like football Bedard, here in the US. Saturdays in Canada are like Sundays in the US and it's so go go on with Connor Bedard. Oh, it just you know he, he 1 million percent needs to come to the United States. He does not need to go to a Canadian city. Canadian cities are going to survive and they're the ones who generate the most money in the league. Those seven teams, what are the seven teams? Am I uh, doing my math here? I think it's seven teams are the ones that generate a massive. I think over fifty percent of the league's HRR. I, if I'm not mistaken, I th- yeah, thought I saw thirty-two a, teams, and they're generating fifty percent of the revenue. amount. Yeah. So, if you want to sell the game, you you've got to sell. You got to sell the player. You got to make them larger than life. Um, American cities should know about Connor Bedard before he even gets into the into the league, and that's just the way it has to go. But I don't think the NHL does a a great job selling selling their talent. They don't sell their players. Like you watch a basketball game, and all those basketball players, they're they're viewed like they're larger than life, like they're like unicorns. If you were ever to see one. You know, they're just unicorns. You'd be in awe of seeing these players. Same thing with the, 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 the top players in the, you know, whether it's tennis or, or golf, or they do a much better job marketing their players where hockey players. I mean, if you were to see a hockey player walking down the street, 
people are just like, yeah, I'm going to go over and uh, talk, talk to him and uh, tell him how great uh, or how shitty he did in the last game. Like they're just hockey players. You can just come up to them because they're not viewed in the public eye. Like they're, they're just Joe Smoes. Yeah, and the marketing, the marketing for, for the NHL stinks. It absolutely stinks. That's that's an interesting point. And you know, it's funny you brought up the NBA. I will say that. Have you ever been to an NBA game? I have. Okay. Forget about okay. You know what was appealing to me when I took my son to Cleveland last year? And we weren't like we we were we were pretty close. Not close, close floor seats, but we were close enough. Do you know what's appealing yep. about the NBA games? You can actually Nothing. see okay. You may okay. not be a fan of the sport. But I'm talking about selling the sport and making and and the the product when you go and watch. You actually you're close to the players. There's no boards, there's no glass, there's no equipment. They're right there. Whether you're 30 rows back yeah. or you're four rows back, they are right there and you can see them, you can hear them. You know, it's it's kind of a it's a unique experience having that you know, kind of a, a closeness to the sport that you're watching where hockey, you're just bubble, 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 bubble. Listen, I'm going to tell you this. You know what? You know what it felt like when I showed up to that uh, basketball game? I, I watched the uh, Detroit oh, Pistons play the Celtics and I literally watched the game and I fucking felt like I was writing a, a, a freshman math fucking exam. <laughs> That's how fucking su- much it sucked, man. I'm going to tell you this. Okay. The product that was on the, on the court was an absolute freaking joke. It was okay. boring as hell. I'm going to tell you. The, but the I'm talking about like the entire time at that basketball team. The only thing you want to know what it was? Shaq. Negative. And Shaq was playing in the game, by the way. Cheerleaders. Negative. You didn't even see the cheerleaders. Like they're all hey, what? what was the best part of the game that it ended? People watching at the game. Like the entertainment was the fans. Yeah. It was not the product on the on the on the court. Like, you know, when everything like they're they're playing the music, like you saw you've been to a game, right? So soon as like there's a timeout or anything that happens, there's music that starts to go. Oh, there's the shit going on the court. Like there's there's everything, right? Yeah. But then all of a sudden it stops because the players got to play and there's dead silence in the building. And it's just like, <laughs> it's almost like let's sleep for like three minutes. And then all of a sudden, okay. bam, the music back Listen, going on. You got, let's not shit on, on bat. that. Wasn't the point of this. The whole conversation started with uh, viewership and, and TV. And you know what? I think you're right. You're circling all the way back. I think some of it has to do with the product on the ice. It's not exciting. It's not as physical. The NFL sells because it's physical. UFC was, and, was the fastest growing sport on the planet. And now it's still killing it, you know, because people like physicality and violence as do I, as it's not fucked even up as that sounds. Yeah, that's what I sounds. guess it is a little bit violent, the game. Um, but listen, I mean, as what, football a or hockey player, uh, I'm talking about hockey. Yeah. I'm looking th- th- as a former player. I enjoyed the game. Watching a game. A thousand times more back when I played than what I'm watching right now. Yeah. Right now is you have basically almost 12 forwards on a team that ultimately are the same type of player. Yeah. Well, I got to tell you, you're not exactly doing a great job selling, selling the game right now. (laughs) Well, it is what it is. Why do you think the fucking numbers are down, man? I mean, it's, 
it, it like you're you're sitting there asking me a loaded question like you want me to just jump all over it and just tear <laughs> it apart well you got me you, you it only took me a couple minutes but now it's like fuck the game sucks man i mean watching little water bugs like 18 19 20 20 year old kids that are like literally kids skating around making making little saucer passes and uh you know the fucking, drags and, pulling drags that used to be like really awesome like wow that kid did the michigan we've never seen that before now it's like Stuff every we only kid. saw those players do in practice like some of the shit that you would see some of the star players do in practice you know you'd always hear the guy go do it in a game hey remember yep remember it'd be like that would be the carve if you tried a special pretty play in practice they'd be like do it in a game because basically yeah. what they're saying is you're gonna get fucking killed for doing that yeah, and now, and, and, now and I'm okay with people looking at me, go, kind of going like, "Ribs, you are literally a dinosaur," you know, like, and I'm like, "I'm fine with that." And call me whatever you want. Game still sucks. Game still but sucks. I, I think there's a balance, and that's the we're thing. sitting there like, watching. We're sitting there watching a team that I that I think is very talented. Do I love watching Cage Thompson? Do I love watching the goals that he has scored? And and Alex Tuck and the way that they're playing right now, Rasmus Dahlin, I think, is like literally like a human without a spine. He's like slinky. He's going, his neck's going one way. His hands are going another. His feet are going another. He's dangling, popping, like just, he's incredible. But the overall entire game sucks because there's no role players. Like, who are the role players? Like, who the, who who are the guys that are that are the energy guys? We don't have them. Well, we don't have energy players. We have two, two nights ago in the Boston game, you know, a, a high profile game. You have Boston and Toronto, two monsters of the East going toe to toe in Toronto. Boston shit kicks them. And guess who fought? Wayne Simmons fought AJ Greer. You know, because they care. They're passionate. They, you know, there's messages still being sent. You know, I mean, yep. you're not a dinosaur. You just, I think you would like a nice balance of both. And I think there's still, there still is. I that. don't like the makeup of, of most teams. And I know, you know, most GMs, they're looking at what is the pattern. It's all about pattern, trying to figure out what is the pattern to, to have success. And the pattern of today's game is making sure that ultimately you have nine or three lines that are highly skilled that can skate, shoot, and score. And then you have a fourth line that might be a little bit more energy um based line, like a little a little heavier, a little more grindy. Like you look at Vegas, they have Will William Carrier. They Best have fourth line in the league. uh Colden uh Keegan Kols uh Kolsar. I'm I mean they have the line that makes them tick. Who's their sentiment? Is it Wah? Uh, I, play, I do play up yes. the and you, you, you look at teams where they're just different, they're different makeup of teams. I just, I, I find that I find the NHL, there's no hitting anymore. Like we're, we here in Buffalo have the, uh, opportunity to watch ultimately a team that has under 10 fucking body checks the entire game. Like that's what we have been gifted. Now we're we're dealing with super high end skilled hockey players that play the game fast and and they're skilled. But does it make it more exciting? I don't think it fucking makes it exciting. Like I mean, half most of the team does not hit. And uh, out come the 
tweets to the from the people that are going to say, "Oh, hits don't win." We're going to get the hit columns and everything. And hits just, don't uh, win. I know. What Greg, do you mean? Don't. They don't win. You're an idiot then if you if you don't think that that hits. Well, the Sabers will win a game with like three <laughs> hits this year, and we'll get all these tweets from the hit column and the win. I trust me. It, we've Listen, already I mean, seen play, it. Uh, the Sabers but, aren't in the playoffs. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. But they're not. No, in the it's, you know, I mean, I'm just talking about clearly we're talking about something that you brought up and opened the can of worms. I wouldn't want to get into this, but the game on most nights is as boring as hell. Watching it's very hard to watch. Just talking Sabres. I'm not talking Sabres. I watch all of the Sabres games, but I watch multiple other games. And on most nights, other teams that I watch. It's like literally you can, you're watching the game and this is where, this is what's happening in life today. Society, we, the kids of today cannot watch a game without having electronic in their hand. They are, they're watching a game, but they're also on Instagram. They're also on TikTok. They're also like literally scrolling, watching uh, watching videos on cars and this and that and they have one eye on the game and if that game is not exciting then what happens with the with the remote the remote oh. goes to what's on the next channel they go to the next channel they watch a little bit of that they get caught up for 10 minutes and then they go back to the game let's see if it's more exciting they watch for five minutes fucking still shit let's go to the next thing <laughs> that's what's happening I mean, the game, like if you like, do you think people are going to if the people are that are watching the game, seeing that there's there's passion and grit and you can see guys chirping on the ice and you got the 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 guy in the box like Rob Ray that's going, oh, uh, the, the benches are starting to heat up here. We're getting a lot of chirping going on. And uh, I think, uh, oh, look at look at what Tor- uh, Tortorello did. He he sent on his fourth line. What does that mean? Well, let's see if Don Granado is going to come back with his line. What are they going to do? What what are you doing? Putting fucking Krebsy out there and uh, and 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 in the fourth line that clearly are not out there to send a message. Like they're, they're, the the game has just changed. And I I'm not a dinosaur. I'm still watching it. And I can give my opinion that most nights, this skill is not enough. The skill is not enough. I want to be entertained just like this new generation of, of kid. They're not going to sit there and watch a game. Well, the, listen, the intermission stuff is boring as shit too. The commentating is boring as shit. Like it's, you know, the, the game, it, it's boring. It's old. It's been done. There's nothing new. You know, who's doing new stuff. We are, we're, you know, in that player cast, that's new. That's a new way to watch hockey. These, these games now, they're all vanilla. They're all the same. So you get the same co- uh, commentary in between periods with a little bit of pizzazz and fun, but you know, the, the play by play is boring that, you know, like it, the, it's just, it's, it's across the board. It is all dog shit. It's and I feel it. and I feel the bad for the guys that are doing the, the entire game. Entire production and the NHL All Star Game is going to get worse because it's you watch how cringy and hokey and goofy and stupid all who of this it? is going. Who to are be. we watching last night on uh, at T on T, uh, TNT? I don't know. Whoever's on TNT. 
fucking boring was that game? I'm and and here's the thing. Oh, two nights ago I, on uh, the um, two nights ago the Sabers Carolina game. That's what I was talking about. Sorry, um, but I but I watched that game. I'm just thinking to myself. This th- these announcers these announcers alone are making me want to turn it off. Not only not only are the Sabers losing and being outmatched and outplayed. There's no pushback. There's no anger. There's no like, if you're going to beat us, you're going to, you're going to get, you're going to pay for it. There's no mentality at all. There's nothing. It's just everybody just the same. Next line's up. Next line's up. They go and get spanked and out, 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 worked out everything. 15, 20 years ago, five, five, one game. You would have the last five minutes you would have had. You'd have made guys feel uncomfortable. At at every stretch of the you you'd have guys start to bark on the bench if you're going to beat us. Don't make it six one. You make it six one. You're going to have a real problem. Yeah. <laughs> you sure it, you want to bury that empty netter because we're coming like the over game, the boards. It's like the game. There was a game within the game. Right, the head game within the game. There was chirping on the ice. It was fun. It was uh, it was it it made people feel on edge at every stretch of the the imagination. The you know you you went after certain players, you know verbally and physically, to, so to to throw them off their game so they wouldn't play. People would stick around potential. if if they knew that there were some, you know. There was some heavy artillery on each bench. And I will tell you this. We're we're having this conversation, kind of like throwing a you know big shitball on on the NHL and the product that's that we're watching right now. And it's gonna be interesting when people listen to this podcast. And and I can't wait to listen to the people because we'll get a lot of action off what we're saying here. And there's going to be people that are saying you guys are 100% right. But there's also going to be another group that, uh, that believe that this game is, is better than it's ever been. Or maybe there's people that can't say that. I don't know more skill, but there's just too many players that are the same. All right, Buffalo Sabre grades heading into the All-Star break. They have played 50 games, and they have – how many points do they have, Riv? Do you know? They have – they have – they have 56. And they sit in the first spot just out of the wild card. So I guess that would be called wild card number three. So we're going to be doing the grades here. Not mid-season grades, but just All-Star break grades. Almost. Almost we, mid-season. We, we did quarter grades, did we not? We did not. Are you sure? We did not. Yep, oh, I thought we did. Okay, all star. Last year, last year we had uh, we did uh, mid season grades, and uh, we had a lot of feedback on it. There was people that were just like, "You guys are absolutely nuts for giving this guy this grade or this guy." So I, I mean, we're we're gonna we're gonna do the grades here. Um, they're not mid season; they're almost they're fifty uh, the fifty game fifty game mark, a little bit over, and um, we'll, we'll call speak. it uh, one point out of a playoff spot grade. How's that? Whatever we can call it, whatever we want. Um, here's what we'll do. I'm not going to. I'll just. I'll, if I have any, if I disagree with any of your grades, I'll have a rebuttal for you. But otherwise, okay. we don't need to. Yeah, let's cruise through it. We don't need to give. If we have similar grades, there's no need to say the same things. So we'll start. Uh, where would you like to start? Rasmus Asplund. 
Um, Rasmus Asplund, you know, it, it, tough, tough guy to grade because he hasn't basically played very much played at the start of the year. And then he's been sat out for, for a number of games. So I'm going to give him a C minus, but it's, it's, it's kind of unfair to even give him a grade because I don't think he's played enough. Um, I think he's played 25 games though, but, uh, I'm going to give him a C minus. He's out of the reason he's out of the lineup for a reason and he's an expendable player. Okay. All right. Strongly agree. Uh, JJ Paterka sample size, big enough to give him a grade as a, uh, yes. So I'm going to do, I'm going to do one thing. I'm going to, um, clump together Jack Quinn and JJ Paterka. Oh, one's 20 and one's 21 first year in the league. Both have very, very promising careers, uh, moving forward. I give them both a C, um, they're both skilled both very talented, but they just need time to continue to develop. They'll, they'll get better with age. They're like a fine wine. Um, I like what I see in both of them and they're getting a C. Okay. Uh, I'll just say, I feel like a C is maybe a little bit low for both being young rookies in the league, but okay. I respect your opinion mildly. Um, Peyton Krebs, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's had the, uh, yo-yo season up and down. Um, again, another very young player, uh, tw- just turned 22, ultimately first real, uh, year in the league. And he's dealing with some, some adversity throughout his first full season. You know, he's a very talented hockey player, first round draft pick, um, He's been a point producer throughout his his time, but I think right now with the position that he needs to establish is is a little bit more of a two-way player. He's got off, offensive talents, but they're trying to make him into a little bit more of a defending type guy where you can use him as an all-purpose guy. I give him a C minus. You know, he's been, I, I hate to say this, he's been probably the most disappointing player this year. For up front, I would say, I think, I mean, maybe there's Middlestad has had maybe better moments than I don't like Krebs. the word disappointment. I'm uh, disappointed okay. in, 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 yeah, he's also 21 years old. I, I understand that. That's where I was going was okay. he, I was expecting a lot more from Peyton Krebs this year, but also understanding his age. I get it. I get it. So, yeah. You know, I, I, I have to factor that in, but I do. And you can't tell me that he's looking at his statistics and he's satisfied. He's disappointed too. He's probably very pissed off. Well, he's a 21 year old kid. That's also on pace. If he plays a full season, he's on pace for 25 points and like 12 goals. Okay. Which to me, he's not a goal scorer. He is. I don't think he's a goal scorer. He's a playmaker. So, you know, that's just. That's what I see him as. I see him at seven assists, and I think now, granted, I, I don't know if he's hurt. I hate. I he's have not to. Hurt. Oh, okay, I, but I he's have to hurt. throw that in there. I, I don't. You never know. All I'm saying is, he's young. I don't want to be a dick about it. I just felt like you know maybe it was because he was in the Eichel trade that I just wanted more yeah. out of him this yeah. year. Like, and that might be very unfair. Him? And maybe he belongs and spends should be spending more time in the minors. Yeah. But, no, know, I don't think so. I don't okay. think that's the case. I think he's right where he needs to be. 
Okay. He's right. he's playing on the points in 42 games. Fourth, the fourth line. Standing. Okay. He's doing a nice job. He's he's given responsibility playing with two veteran guys, Caloposo and, and Gergensen. And I think that line on most nights have actually played quite well. So I'm okay. happy with where he's at. He's super, super young and he's going to develop in the next number of years to come. So, okay. No- I like your belief because you were dead right about Tage Thompson five years ago. Uh, Tyson Joe's big enough sample size. Yes. No. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, he's he's kind of like uh, he's like a Band-Aid. Um, he's, he's done a nice job coming in, solidifying the left side slash center because he switches around middle stat and him kind of like bounce back and forth between center and, and wing. Um, you know, he, he, we picked him up on waivers and, um, do I see him as a long-term player? I do not. I think that there absolutely can be an upgrade in his position, but he's done a nice job solidifying that line. He works hard. He does the he's does does the right things. I just think in the future, I think his position is going to be upgraded. I gave him a C because I think he's done a nice job um, with the opportunity that he's been given. Yeah, I'm not going to challenge that. Um, okay. Definitely have some upside. And I want to go back and just say something about Krebs quickly because I forgot about it and. You know, of all the guys that, you know, cover the Sabres closest, maybe with the exception of, you know, Robert John Ray, uh, you know, you need to throw a little little bone his way for the scraps he's gotten into. I can appreciate and respect the spirit and the effort and the balls that goes into doing that. So, yeah, I'm listening. So I, I want to just make sure I mention that because I don't want to be, uh, what's that? He's no, not he's not. Fighter. He's not even close. I don't even he know why he's doing He should not be it. a fighter. Yeah. He should not think about becoming a fighter. Unless he has to defend his teammate, and he's first player there, I, and I, he will do it. And he's yeah, shown like that. that he's uh, capable of being that team player that's going to step in if need be. And I like his spunk. And you listen, I don't think that we've seen um, what we're going to get from Peyton Krebs. I think it's going to take a few years to get uh, the maximum out of him. I just thought it would have been unfair to not mention that, so I didn't want to go backwards. Yeah, Let's move good forward. point. Uh, Samgus Gergensen's. You know, listen, perfect fourth line guy. Um, physical energy guy, massive leader on the team. Um, you know, in order, I'm going to give him a C plus in order for him to elevate his ranking or, uh, you know, he just needs to produce more offense, which he has not, uh, produced a whole lot of offense this year. And like, listen, I mean, if you're not on the power play and you're not getting those opportunities, then you're not going to put, produce a whole bunch of points. Well, that how's his penalty sa- killing? It's 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 solid. Okay, it's solid. All right. Well, that puts him at a B. Correct? Do I think he's Mike Greer? No. Okay. I don't think he's Mike Greer. I don't think he's he's a guy that is like you know just an absolute no brainer guarantee guy. He's going to be your penalty kill guy, but I'd like to see him in his role. We need someone that plays with more nasty. That just gives keeps guys on the edge a little bit more he and needs I don't, a winger like that he doesn't have to be that guy he's not he's right what he does could you imagine him with uh uh a, a Mar, uh, marcus felino but felino plays up well marcus felino be incredible but i mean could you imagine him with with a couple guys like that i mean no, no we disrespect don't. to no, no, no. or anybody else no no, no listen to me listen to me stop gergensen is the guy that we need like the guy you're talking about. He needs to play like that. That's oh, the type he, of player with that he's we need. the guy. He's the solo guy on this team. He's a solo guy on a team like this. 
There's nobody above him. Say's a solo guy. I'm saying we need a player like that guy. Gergensen skates hard. He does the right things. Is he physical? It's not overly physical. Like I want guys that want to go out and punish guys and be highly physical. You stop in front of the net, maybe, you know, throw a little snow on the goaltender's mass uh, once in a while and get a little pushing shove and stand in there. Like, listen, don't touch me or someone's going to get beat up. Like I want, I want that guy to make other guys uncomfortable. I don't I'll, think that I'll that's Zemgus Gergensen. I don't think that th- that's in his game, but I'd like to see a little bit more jam in his okay. game. And you know what? And I will I will add this before we move on, and I can respect what you're saying about Zemgus, but Zemgus is a guy that has sat back and accepted his spot on this team. And I will say this with confidence, and I don't give a shit because a, a lot of people don't understand how talented players are, but this is a guy that could have been, he could have, I would have liked to have seen him get a, a long enough stint during the shit years. He was here to ride shotgun on a top line with a, with a good centerman, because I think he would have, I think he would have been a completely different player. He is 10 times the hockey player that Pascal Dupuis is. And if you ever put a guy like Zemgus Gergensen's, as a 26 or 25 year old on a wing with Crosby, he would score you 30 goals. Easy. Easy. I think he's that good. Uh, I, yeah, okay, good. I do. I, I'm, I'm happy that you have the confidence in him. And I, I don't, been, he's never, I, I, I don't, don't think, he's think that ever, he's that type of player. I don't okay. think that he has that type of skill set. I think we figured out through the time that Zemgus has played in this league where he where his strengths and his weaknesses are and i love his strengths i love the way he plays the game i'd like to see a little bit more grit in that but i like the way he plays the game casey middlestad uh very talented sees the game at a very high level of hockey his his ability to move pucks is 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 quite impressive, but he's inconsistent. He's inconsistent in in most games where you don't know what what Casey Middle stat you're going to get in the game. He could be a game breaker, or he could also be a guy that you want in the stands. You want him in the stands, and and that that is going to be you know for order in order for the Sabers to make the playoffs. It's not Tage Thompson. It's not Alex Tuck and Jeff Skinner that's going to get the Sabres into the playoffs. That's not who's going to get you in there. Who's going to get you in there is the secondary uh, lines, the second line, the third line. If those guys can play at a very high level, that's when the Sabres are going to make the playoffs. It's not going to be run by one line. You're not making the playoffs with one line. You're making it with two, three dangerous lines. And right now, Casey Middlestat has to be on the top of his game for the next 32 games, or this team does not have a chance to make the playoffs. It's great. I, I gave him a C because I just think there's, I think Casey right now, there's a, there's an upper level to his game that we have not seen. And I, and unfortunately I don't know if we're going to see that here in Buffalo. Well, I was just going to add, and and I, I if if Casey Middlestad were to hear this, I would want him to understand exactly where I'm coming from with this. 
I think he's got a tremendous amount of talent. I think he's on pace for 40 somewhat. What's he got? He has 28 points in what, 40, 40 some odd games. He's, he's on pace for around, you know, for average half a point a game. Right. And I just 28 points in 50 games. Like he's on pace. He's on pace for 40, 40 points a year, 42 points or something like that. It's good, but it's, it's not enough. And, and what a 60 point guy. And what I, what I'm saying is, is I think that if Casey Middlestad's career is going to advance as a player, it's not going to be here in Buffalo. He has to go somewhere else and be given an opportunity to play, whether it's in a Timo Meyer deal or it's a Jordan Greenway deal to go back to Minnesota and play there and be given the ice time that he needs with the players that he needs to develop and the confidence. He needs a, he needs a fresh start, and I think he probably knows that. And he has one year left of RFA. Well, if he wants to maximize his abilities, he has one year left and you need to let another team have a full season look at him before they decide if they're going to re-sign him and what kind of a deal he's going to earn. And he needs a fair shake. I think he needs to be moved this year at the deadline. I think he needs to be moved this year or, or the draft no later. You can't wait until next year. He can't wait until next year because he needs a full season before he goes and signs that next contract, which will set him up for life. The only thing that you're dealing with with Casey um, is understanding that he is a tradable piece, that he will garner um, looks on the market, okay? Because people are looking at him going, okay, right now on the Sabres, he's playing on the third line, and he's a 40-point guy. But if he comes to our team, we're going to give him a bigger opportunity. He could be a 60-point guy. And I 100 percent think that that is going to happen in this league casey's going to score 60 points in this league it just won't be with the sabers because and that's okay you you have yari kulich you have this noah oslin you have matt savoy you have uh you know players that are riding up his coattails looking to gain that spot yeah i agree victor olofsson um well, you How know do you not that, give him an A? How do you not listen, say an A? I know you shit on him. You don't like his uh, defensive side of the puck, but I mean, when you were, is he not here to score goals? No, it's not even the defensive side of the puck. Like I'm going to tell you, he he um he does some solid things on the defensive side. Like he is not a bad defender. I don't look at him and say he's a liability in the defensive zone. My issue with him is he's a one trick pony. Okay, he is he's a guy that. And his one trick is is fantastic. It's a shot. I mean, he has got an absolute scud missile. His release is awesome. You put it in the wheelhouse, the thing's in the back of the net. And, you know, he he's he's done a nice job. Like I have been I have been hard on Victor Olson, but I've also said in every single time that I've been hard on him that I think that he is a possible player that could or should be moved. Because I think we can build something, not better skill wise, just different. Well, you need the money, different type of money, and you're already getting the points. I mean, I think he's done a nice job, by the way. Up to this point, I think he's done a nice job. For me, to I gave him a B. Okay, Okay. I gave him a B. I think he's done a nice job scoring goals. He's got 23 snipes this year. He's on pace for what 30, 30 some goals. Yeah, probably which 35, is, which is great. 35 goals. Great. For me, I don't care about the 35 goals. 
I'd rather have a guy that scores 25 that has intangibles that will make the team better. Okay. Overall. Under, okay? Understood. It's not just about one trick pony. Like you're going to sit there and I think you raised your eyebrows a little bit when I said B, but how do you give a guy more than that when he's got six assists in 50 games? Well, you know why? Here's why. Because the definition of Victor Olofsson is goal scorer and he's scoring goals. I mean, I guess he's doing what he's asked to do. It's not, it's not our fault or anyone else's fault, but you know, he, he doesn't have the rest of his, of, of the game to him, but still he's a fucking goal scorer and he does that at an elite level. So next moving on up, uh, Alex Tuck. exceeding expectations. And what I, when, when I talk about Alex Tuck, you talk about, you know, him having, you did a, say he wouldn't finish in the top five on the team and scoring this year. I did. I do believe. And I did see him in person and he actually called me out. I don't pretend to be perfect and I am not perfect. And what I saw in Alex Tuck throughout his career. Okay. So throughout his career, he is he is having by far and i mean by far his best career in the nhl he's scored more goals he's only scored 20 goals once and that was back in 90 19 or uh, 2018 19 okay he scored a 20 goal season this year he's got 24 goals he's got 55 points he's scored more points already than he has in his his entire career in a season. He is playing next level. He's playing at a level that we need him to play for this team to be successful. He's been a big reason. We all talk about Tage Thompson, 34 goals, 68 points. Great. Tage Thompson does not have 34 goals and 68 points without Alex Tuck. They go hand in hand, just like Alex Tuck does not have 55 points in 50 games and 24 goals without Tage Thompson. And I'm going to throw Jeff Skinner in there because I shit on that guy every year too. And he has played some great, great hockey. So Alex Tuck is, is doing exactly what all the fan base would, would want. And that's to be one of the top players lead by example. The attitude is incredible and, and infectious with all these young guys. And I gave Alex Takane. Yep. Well-deserved. Uh, next on the list is Jeff Skinner. Let me hold on. <laughs> Let me say that without the voice crack. Jeff Skinner. There you go. Uh, Jeff Skinner, 20 goals, 50 points in 47 games. He's over a point a game. Okay. Um, he's plus 14. Did, did you know that? Yeah, I'm looking at his stats. You want me to say that again? He is plus 14. Jeff Skinner's played a thousand friggin' years in this league. What is he on now? How many years has he been in this league? One, he's two, 12, three. 12 years. He's played 12 years in the league. This his might be first a year in the league, his first year in the league, he was plus three. From that time, He's a he's minus a hundred and twenty nine. He had an even year in there too. His first year in Buff. Yeah, just saying. Got to throw that in there. He did have an even year. Every single year, 
minus 8, minus 21, minus 14, minus 24, minus 2, minus 3, minus 27, minus 22, minus 11, minus 14, plus 14. He's made up a top line for the Buffalo Sabres. He has been a big reason why Alex Tuck and um, Tage Thompson are having success because Jeff Skinner is playing at a high level. I give Jeff Skinner an A because I uh, I like the way he's played. Now he needs to continue for the next thirty two games. He's gonna be he's gonna be part of that that big push. We need him to play his best hockey in the last thirty two games of the season. Okay, and um, Tage Thompson. Did you give a Did you give a grade for Skinner? We uh, like I uh, feel like you just talked. I and just then you told you. I just said an A. Wake sorry, up. Yeah, sorry, man. Well, sorry, man. I I was. I'm prepping for the next guy here. Okay, Tage Thompson. A plus. Move on. Talked enough about Tage. Yeah, Absolutely insane season. Yeah, there is, there is, you can't give him anything less. Okay, and I, um, you know, and I'm fine saying I stand corrected. I, I wanted to wait on the season, and I think right now, if he wasn't signed, you, you know, you would be all over me about how much is he going to get. Yeah. Should have signed him last year for you know seven seven point five, yeah. like you said, and you know, he'd be looking at a 10 and a half or $11 million contract. So that's right. That's right. If he's comfortable with that, that's fine. But I'm sure the Sabres are in love with the fact that they have him under the contract they have him under. And I absolutely am wrong. Um, Dylan cousins. There you go. Sorry for the order. Yeah, that's no problem. I should have had him a little sooner. I was trying to work my way up the pecking order, yep. but yeah, Dylan cousins, Dylan cousins, B plus he has, uh, broken out has flourished this year, um, established himself easily as the number two center, where before the season started, if you remember, we we spoke about there's going to be a dogfight. There's going to be a dogfight between Casey Middlestat and and Dylan Cousins to try and find and solidify who's going to be the, the number two behind Tage Thompson. And Dylan Cousins with flying colors, and 17 goals, 43 points. He's a plus three in 49 games. He has had a world-class um, season. And it's going to be really interesting to see what he's going to do in the next 32 games of the season because he's really had to kind of put Jack Quinn and, and J.J. Paterka, two rookies, two young guys, that are finding their way into the league and uh, the dog days like Jack Quinn, JJ Paterka, neither of these two players have ever played an, a full 82 game schedule. So it's going to wear on these guys. There's going to be fatigue, not only physical, but mental. And, and Dylan cousins is ultimately the guy who's got to really help these guys throw them on their back throw them on his back and and just forge through and, and try and be the best that they can possibly be. But Dylan Cousins is going to get paid. Yeah. What's his grade? He deserves it. I give him a B plus. Um, breakout season. And I don't even think it's awesome season. I don't think it's as breakout as it's going to be next year. I think he, he's you know, nowhere near where he's, where no. he's going to get to. 
I think he commented he, recently. He said he needs to get to two ten, two fifteen. Yeah, he's thin. And, um, yeah. big kid though. Holy shit, big kid. I I saw him the other night. I talked to him a, a little while. Massive kid. Um, I'm six two, and he was looking down on me. Yeah, he's six. It says he's six three. Okay, uh, one ninety five, two hundred. So when but he's listen, I mean, he's still young. You start to fill out 25, you really start to get that, that thickness, kinda, that man that muscle. That's kind of the theme of the season. They're the youngest team in the league. So Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. really impressed with Dylan, though. Now, so. last but not least, I saved the captain for last, Captain yep. Kyle Oposo. Kyle Oposo, I've watched this guy. He's really done a nice job this year. He's got 20 points in 43 games. He, even him. I mean, playing in the position where he doesn't get those power play minutes and the key minutes anymore, he's still got 20 points. He's still a plus player at plus five. I mean, he's done a really nice job this year. And the biggest thing is the biggest thing that he brings may not necessarily show up on the, on the ice every single night, even though I think he's played very well, it's in the dressing room. It's the not only in between period stuff or practice stuff, it's the one-on-one conversations he he's having with 20 and 21 and 22 year old men on this team. And what those young men get to do every single day is show up to the rink, grab a coffee, grab a bagel, whatever they do, do their stretches. And they just get to watch. They just get to watch older players, the way they speak to trainers, the way they speak to people in the building, the way they act. And it's infectious. And Caliposo is, uh, is, is great at what he does. So, um, I gave Kyle a B gave him a B great captain. And you know what? I think he, uh, he has loved, uh, being here this year. And I think he's loved his role this year. I think he wants to stay. I think he wants to, I think he wants to come back next year. And I think to add to your point, it's hard for for young players to watch older players if they're not performing, but he's performing. I mean, he's still playing at a high level. Like you said, he's playing in a lower role, but he still has 20 points in 43 games. So um, that uh, that does it for the forwards. Let's move on to the defense. That's a wrap on another episode of After the Whistle. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, After the Whistle. And at Craig Reve 52 at the instigator 76. And you can find us as you already know on Apple, Spotify and YouTube and anywhere else where you can get your podcasts. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to spread the word.